Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time to turn your garden into a smart garden on News Radio 830 WCCO. Smart Gardens, an hour of expert advice and answers to all of your lawn and gardening questions. You can call 989-9226 or text us at 81807. Now, here's Denny Law with this week's Smart Garden. Right here on 830 WCCO on this rather dark and rainy Saturday, but always welcoming your lawn and garden questions in the 8 o'clock hour on our Smart Garden show. Who's in studio with me? Teresa Rooney, Master Gardener. Hello. Good to see you. Good to see you. Did you get a little wet coming in? Just a wee bit, yeah. So I look like a drowned rat. <laughs> no, no, I'm glad no, it's no. not television. But you have an umbrella, too. I now I oh. do. It was in the car. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Okay. We can find an extra one here before you go. Well, I have one. Minute. I have one here. You got it now. It okay, just wasn't good. between the house and the car. Well, you brought some help with you today. I did. I brought Randy Rout. Randy's He's... been with us before. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Good morning, folks. And he he wasn't an official master gardener. He was an intern last time. Now he's real. No, I'm no, I'm a real one. All now right. he's real. All right. So you have not one but two master gardeners here in the uh, studio. So if you do uh, have a lawn or garden question, now's your chance. You got a lot of brain power mm-hmm. in here today. And by the way, our good folks at uh, By the Yard that make the best patio furniture in the oh, whole world. Yes. That's a it's a home family run uh, business. Well, it's not home. They have a huge, <laughs> huge showroom, eleven thousand <laughs> square foot. They work in the garage. <laughs> yes, but uh, they uh, sponsor the show every week, and we appreciate that from uh, By the Yard Patio Furniture. However, it's your chance to ask a question, either by phone or by text. Lawn or garden question six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. And if you're familiar with the show, you know we tend to get really busy. And we don't want to miss out on your phone calls or text messages, and they're calling right now. Excellent. So if you'd like to do that, 651-989-9226, or send a text, 81807-81807. Looking at the bright side of things, Mm -hmm. I I don't have to water so much. You don't have to water so much. But I want to just warn all the gardeners out there and anybody who's doing their lawn care, just be careful with the heat. Just be careful. You don't need to get heat exhaustion or heat stroke. That's a good point. You know, take breaks. Make sure you stay hydrated. You know, most things could wait a day or two. It's not that important that you go out there and kill yourself. Yeah, no, early early water um, yourself. Hydrate yourself early and yep. often. And often, yeah. That's a good yep. point. You just want to be safe. And we, Dennis and I were talking about uh, no weather watches or warnings as far as storms go. Right. But there is, again... Uh, excessive heat warning. This is in effect mm-hmm. for Sunday our night. area till Sunday yeah. night. Yeah, yeah. eight o'clock yeah. tomorrow night. Yeah. So do that. For, stay hydrated. Stay good, hydrated. Good yeah. idea. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Let's go to the tech. We're getting calls, and as we line up everybody's question, let's grab that some text messages. I'm not keeping up with my chives. Texture says <laughs> they need to be divided next spring. They've gone to seed. Can I cut them down a ways now, or what can I do? 
Um, if you want to divide them now, you can do that. There's really no reason to divide them unless they're hollow in the center. I mean, um, unless the plant is is dead in the center. It's crowning. Good, good, good word, Randy. Um, <laughs> that means that means they die out in the center. But if you want to, you can just dig up the plant, chop it in half or in quarters or thirds or whatever, and then just replant those things. Um, and if yeah, so that's all you have to do for okay. chives. Yeah, they don't really need to be divided. If you have a question for uh, Teresa or Randy, 651-989-9226. Uh, text, again, is 81807. Let's go to the phones, guys. John and Egan has been waiting. Go ahead, John. Hi, John. Hi, good morning. Morning. I want to know when does the Japanese beetle season take place? <laughs> They'll probably be here in, I'd say, couple what, a weeks. couple weeks, yeah. two weeks. Yeah. Yep. Mid-July. Yep, mid-July. So keep an eye out for them. Don't use the traps. Yep. Uh, That's you like know, a magnet. Yep, patrol early and often and toss them into soapy water or whatever you're going to do to get rid of them. And that's what that's you should do. That's all you can do. Yeah. Okay. Really. Texter wants to know, when's a good time to trim spirea? Uh, anytime, really. Uh, that's the great thing about spirea is, is that mm-hmm. they take multiple prunings throughout the season. Uh, it depends on how much flower and how full you want to have them. Uh-huh. It's kind of a trade-off. Okay, very good. Unless you have the bridal respirea. Right. That's the one that's the big shrub that blooms early in the spring. That one only blooms the one time a year. Oh, and mm-hmm. if you cut it back now, you're not you're, you're cutting off you all your flowers. You won't be doing that. Oh, okay, yeah. good point. Uh, is there any type of lilac that blooms longer than 10 days? Texter mm-hmm. wants to know. <laughs> Don't we wish? Well, you know what you can do? What I was doing for a little while... Um, have your regular lilacs, like your French and, and just the just the regular lilacs, and they bloom. And then have the Miss Kim lilac, the little Japanese lilac. She blooms smaller, um, blooms, and blooms about two weeks later. And then there's a uh, one called, I believe it's Josie, that is a reblooming lilac. And that one often will bloom again later in the spring or later in the summer. Okay. So that's what you can do to kind of like extend that lilac season. Excellent. You're applying everything you would normally do for any kind of planting is multi-different times of the season mm-hmm. versus just everything in the spring, everything in the yeah. fall. Okay. All right, let's uh, go back to the phones. Dan is calling from Corcoran, I believe. Dan, you're on CCO. Good morning. Hi, Dan. Good morning. So I have a question in regards to blueberries. Uh, the blueberry bushes last year were about three feet tall, accidentally got pruned back to about eight inches. They are... I would say bunnies got and, yeah. them. Did the bunnies get them? Ah, uh, no. Oh, okay. uh, that was a human, human with a oh, it, it happens sometimes. <laughs> These things happen. Um, you know, they'll come back again. You just, you know, trimmed them back really hard. They'll be back. Um, just keep them, you know, well watered. Give them a little compost. Make sure your the soil's acidified. However, you're doing that with uh, soil sulfur, whatever method you're doing, if your soil needs adjusting, they'll come back though. All right, good. Yeah, yeah, it'll just take a few years till they get big enough again to bloom for to uh, bloom for you. I see Marge in Litchfield is waiting in the wings. There, Marge, uh, everybody's listening. What's your question? Hey, Marge. Well, hi. I'm, I learned so much from the show. Hopefully, I'll learn more today. Wonderful. All right. I just bought an arrowwood for Burnham, and I know I have to have two of them in order to have the flower and the blue fruit. But I have a uh, two high bush cranberry bushes that have never, ever bloomed, and someone told me that I had two male plants. Is there a male and female to these as plants? As far as I, I know, sure? there's not. No. Um, you And you just need one viburnum. It should be just fine. They're not They're not separate sex. They're, they're, all, they're a complete flower. 
Uh, so as the, if it's getting enough sun, you should see blooms on them. If they're old enough, you should see blooms on them. Um, check with your cranberry bush. Mine always used to get a lot of aphids, and it would abort the flowers so, because it was so stressed with aphids. So that could be a problem, too. But as far as I know, you should have no problems getting blooms off of everything. All right. Thanks, Marge. Uh, Sandy is calling in from New Brighton on CCO. Go ahead, Sandy. Hi, Sandy. Hi. I have a birch tree. It's a young one. I had an old, probably 50-year-old birch tree that was cut down. We replaced it with two, um, a clump of two. One is doing fine. The other one, about half of the limbs are drooping down rather than up. And I'm wondering, is it diseased or can I cut those limbs off? Uh, What should I do? Um, it's probably just the nature of the plant. Mm-hmm. It could be getting a little less sun, uh, and and those branches will often, um, when they get more sun, they will become stronger and pop up. You don't want to be trimming your birches now unless you absolutely have to because bronze birch borer would really love to get into those open wounds. So if you do have to prune, if it's you know blocking the driveway or hitting you in the face when you mow, um, clean your pruner. Have a pruner sealer available. You can get them at gardens, garden, um, garden centers. Uh, make the cut, uh, the three, the three part cut or four part or two part cut, whatever you have to do, depending upon the size. And then immediately put the pruner sealer on. You have like just less than fifteen minutes. So, cut, prune, and then if you have to do another cut, make sure you've um, sterilized your pruners and right. again cut right. and seal. About the only time, and that's about the only time really that you would add plant pruner right. sealer is if you have to do it now yeah. to protect that right. normally you wouldn't correct I, mean, I don't right but but if you're if you if there's an insect or disease right. problem which there is in the summer for uh, many of these plants you, if you prune then which is not the right time to prune then you have to do the sealer but the, some plants just have droopier branches right. and and it could just be that's the way that plant's going to grow too no we have to take a break but i want to get yeah. this text uh, answered maybe uh, they want to know, Texter does, is feather reed grass invasive? No. Um, as far as I've heard, um, it, it can self-seed a little bit, but it's not classified as invasive. That's the calamagrostis. Um, it ha- but some of the seeds are not sterile, so it will self-seed. So it, it has not been classified as invasive. All right. Tell you what, let's take okay. a break. If you have a question for our master gardeners, Now's your chance, 651-989-9226, or send a text, 81807. And good morning. Welcome back to CCO Smart Garden Show here on A3OWCCO. A couple of master gardeners in studio helping you out. Teresa Rooney, master gardener, and master gardener Randy Wow, who was uh, was an intern earlier, you said? Uh, he was last year. Last year. How about Class that? of 17. Now, how long did that take for you to get to this point, Randy? Uh, just the, just the one year of the internship, but the first year involves like fifty hours of um, volunteer, and then and then like twenty five hours of ongoing training, and then this year they they bring it down. But you still, you know, um, by what we do, we we still obligate ourselves to more than that. But yeah. it's basically just a one year internship with X amount of hours volunteering time. It's kind of. The work of love, though. You love it. It is a work doing. of yes. love. Yes, yeah. it is a work of love. You're definitely not yeah. doing it for money. No, because <laughs> it's a volunteer work. <laughs> because no, I guess that makes a big difference. And we like talking to people. We like, you know, we yeah. like educating people. And that's what mm-hmm. it is. It's, it's, it, it's an extension of the University of Minnesota. 
uh, and and we're basically just foot soldiers bringing the information out to the masses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Glad you're doing it. I'm glad you're helping our listeners out too. And if we don't get to their question, we should give them the website. How do we do that? It's extension.umn.edu. Extension.umn.edu. Mm-hmm. That's yep. a wealth of knowledge. Yeah. Oh, it is. Just Click on the garden tab, you'll be amazed. So yeah. if you even have landscaping questions like, mm-hmm. how do I landscape my backyard? What kind of flowers bloom when? What should go in the sun or the shade? Yeah. It, all that information's there. Wonderful. What kind one. of bug is this? You know, what's what's my plant? What weed is this? It's you could there. spend hours on that. One. You oh could goodness. spend hours. Yes. And since you can't really be outside in the rain anyway. Try it. Yeah. Go yeah. On. Well, you can be out in the rain if it's not lightning. Yes. But if Good it's point. lightning, go back and Be house. safe. Let's go back to the phones, guys. Richard in Forest Lake is first up here. Uh, Richard, we're listening. Hi, Richard. Richard. Uh, I've got two questions. My uh, French lilac hasn't bloomed for two years. Should I cut it down? And the second question, I'm using wood chips in the garden. Will will that uh, affect my tomato plants? Thank you. Okay, good questions. The lilac, it depends on if you're pruning it. If it's getting full sun, it should bloom. It does, they do bloom on two and three-year-old wood, and they set their blooms within three weeks after last after they finish blooming in the spring. So make sure you're not pruning it at the wrong time. Make sure it's getting full sun, and make sure it's old enough. Um, you know, I wouldn't cut it down because then, no. you're, then you're delaying the blooms for another two or three years. The wood chips. Wood chips in your vegetable garden, it gets I a little tricky. I wouldn't that. recommend it because what your mulch is supposed to wood chip mulch is supposed to stay on top of the soil, and it's okay around your tomatoes. So don't pull them back this year, but next year just don't do it. Um, and then this fall, make sure you take all those wood chips out because our gardens we work our veggie gardens so much. You're tilling those those wood chips into the soil, and that can create um, problems with. Um, with nitrogen fixing, with nitrogen being absorbed and then released and burning your plants. Um, if it's just sitting on top of the soil, like around your shrubs, that's not a problem at all. It's when you we keep mixing these wood chips in. So right. there's better things to use there's in your garden. Better things to use than there, yeah. you know, like leaf straw, mulch. leaf mulch, um, newspaper. The problem also with with wood chips is that it's the, the it, it's so much of a thicker grind, mm-hmm. uh, and the chips are bigger that they take. it takes less to break down. Mm-hmm. What yeah. you're always wanting to do is constantly add um, amendments to the soil, soil yep. and yeah. making it as rich as possible. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah. the process is a little bit longer yeah. with wood chips. All right, let's see who's been waiting. Uh, Phyllis is calling from Edina, I believe. Phyllis, you're on CCO. Good morning. Hi, Phyllis. Good morning. Um, I have two questions as well. I have a Japanese lilac with some very dead branches in it. Is this a good time of year to cut those out? Yep. And yep. Have, it is. Okay. And I have bright red teeny bugs that are all over my hostas. I don't know if they're that Japanese beetle or what, and I'm trying to figure out what to nope. spray them with. That's okay. four-line plant bugs. Four-line plant bug nymphs. Those are the those are the little four-line plant bugs, and um, you they should have already gotten yep. bigger because I thought the season was almost done. But they'll make little brown, black dots all over your plants because they have scraping mouth parts, so they scrape off circles. Then they will turn into uh, the adult four-line plant bugs, which are red and bl- I'm sorry, yellow and black, with four-line stripes on them. And they eat a little bit of your veggies, too, uh, and your leaves, They're too. not They're not a big deal. They're just eating? Yeah. It's more, it's more of a cosmetic issue. It's cosmetic, issue. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I wouldn't worry about them. Texter wants to know, is it too late to cut back my Northern Lights azalea and rhododendron? Okay. Um, it, it's it's never too late if you don't care about the flowers for next year. Yes, it's too late. 
That's the easiest way to explain yeah, it, Yeah, because they, they've set their flowers. Um, they set year. their buds for three weeks after they finish blooming, and I think you're past that point now. So if you need some strategic pruning, uh, one branch is weird or something, you can do that. But understand any of your lilacs, your mock oranges, your azaleas, your rhododendrons, if you do any pruning on them, you're cutting back on cutting off next year's flowers. If flowers aren't a problem for you and you don't care about that, then you can prune them. All right. We have another half hour of the show to go. If you want to call in your question, uh, 651-989-9226 or uh, text 81807. And good morning. Welcome back to our Smart Garden Show here on 830WCCO. In the studio, a couple of master gardeners helping you out, uh, Teresa Rooney and Randy Rao. And uh, we've got, as you know, a lot of callers, a lot of textures. So we have enough for about another 10 hours. Excellent. We'll be here for 10x, 10 10 hours. Can't do it, but we'd love to. (laughs) A marathon garden We have taken over the station. (laughs) Let's go back to the phones because folks have been waiting. Joe, I think, is one of them. Joe, what is your question for the Master Gardeners? Hi, Joe. Good morning. morning. I've got uh, some 15-year-old red twig dogwoods, Mm -hmm. and the leaves are being chewed on, and then they just, the branch will dry up and die off. Any ideas what that might be? Well, the leaves being chewed on is just um, probably some, it, it is an insect. There's nothing mm-hmm. to worry about. The branch dying, that's a problem. I would look for a borer. Um, look where the branch is attaching to the stem. You could see little holes. Uh, or look further down the stem to see if there's a borer at the base of that stem and each branch is dying off. Dogwoods can get borers. And then I would go to the extension site, extension.umn.edu, and find out the proper way to take care of that um, because you have to treat at a certain time. Uh, That's when the borers are available and active. That would be my guess why the branches are dying. Um, Unless, like, you have, like, a raccoon or you have children playing and they're breaking branches, that can do damage to where yeah. the branches die. You're gonna, but you're going to be able to tell. I mean, yeah, I mean, if you'll be able if to it's, tell. If it's twisted and it's busted off, you can tell that. Or if it's gnawed, right. uh, that indicates um, chewing. Or if it's just totally dead. Or, and then, yeah, then you know there's some problem with the in, the, the nutrients getting from the trunk to, to the branch. Mm-hmm. All right, let's kind of alternate, if we can, between text messages and phone callers. Texas says, blueberry bushes bloomed but no berries. Possible cause and solution. Uh, not pollinated. Uh, so there's no pollinators, yeah. So if you if there if the bees couldn't get out and the hornets and wasps and flies couldn't get out to pollinate at that time, if you only have one blueberry bush, there they are sort of self fertile. But if you can have another variety that blooms at a similar time, you can get some cross pollination, oh. get better berry, uh, better pollination. But I would I would say if no, with flowers and no berries, that either the the the, the they were they weren't pollinated. So that's why you, you just didn't have any pollinators. Okay. Back to the phones we go. Katie is calling from Burnsville. Katie, good morning. Hi, good Katie. morning. Hi. How, how can we help you? Oh, we moved into a house in December, and now this spring we found we have raspberry bushes, <laughs> and the bushes look really healthy, and they're nice and green, and there are no flowers or berries. Nothing's happening with them. I'm wondering if it's too early or if we should be doing something to encourage it. Um, it it could be a little early. It depends on what time of year they fruit. It depends on what kind of berries there are, what kind of bushes. Also, if they chopped everything down, they bloom on, I believe it's second yeah, year, second wood. Or third year wood. So if they chopped everything down last year to make it look nice when you were when you were buying it or whatever, they may have just cut off the the branches and uh, the the stop, um, 
the primo canes that will be that will be just um, give it a couple more years. Give if it a that, couple if that's more what years. Happened, yeah, you, you might might be a couple of years before you see, would see anything. Yeah, yeah. So you should see berries probably either Maybe this year or next year. Next year next I would year. say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Texture says good morning. This is probably a simple question for you. Uh, can you name? It's a test. It sounds like can oh. you <laughs> can you name five or six perennials for a smaller garden that are hardy and colorful and of various heights. Well, it depends if it's sun and shade. Um, I, my favorite response, it depends. Um, for uh, for a shady garden, I would suggest things like coral bells, turtle head. Uh, there's, there's a small turtle head. Wild um, geranium. Wild geranium. Uh, hostas would be good. good. And epimediums. Uh, and then maybe Jacob's Ladder. For a sunny garden, uh, kind of the sedums. Mm-hmm. Sedums has a wide variety yep. of different, uh, different, different species, different species or different plants. You can mm-hmm. go with anything from your ground uh, Sarah Jameson to brown ones to ones that are th- two, two, almost two feet tall mm-hmm. by the time they bloom. What about the website? Would that be a help? That would be that would an be excellent, excellent help. Yeah, place to start. And give us that again. Extension.umn.edu. I'd also throw some coreopsis out there. Maybe mm-hmm. a peony. That could give you some bushes. Uh, there's just tons. So so it depends on whether it's a sun or shade. Okay. Yeah, it would depend on that, mm-hmm. I guess. Huh? Uh, Jeff in Golden Valley is on the phone uh, with a question. Go ahead, uh, Jeff. Thank you. Hi, Jeff. Yeah, good, mor- good morning. Um, say I've been having problems with blight. I believe that's how you say it, with my tomato plants. Okay. Do I, do I need to plant them in another area? Uh, is the soil wrong? Too much water? I mean, I, I get it every year. I don't know what's mm-hmm. happening. You you do want to rotate your tomatoes, so you don't want to grow your tomatoes or that family in the same place for three years in a row, if possible, or for, for three years. Um, so year one, it can be there. Year two and three, something else is there. Year four, um, you can put your tomatoes back there again. Also make sure that you have, as soon as you plant your tomato, that you put a mulch down so there's a barrier between your your tomato and the soil. Uh, lots of good air circulation, mm-hmm. grow plants that are resistant to a lot of the diseases. So they have letters after their names. Those would be the hybrids, VTFN, whether they're resistant to Versillium wilt, tobacco, mosaic virus, Fusarium wilt, um, nematodes. So look for those things. Um, but crop rotation is really important and make sure you're amending the soil with yep. compost. And full and sun, things. obviously. Full, full sun, Because that's going to, that's going to get the energy and it's going to, to be, be healthier. stress tolerant, mm-hmm. yeah. more stress tolerant. And make sure they have a lot of good air circulation, so don't crowd your tomatoes. If you're just joining us, Master Gardeners Randy and Teresa in studio helping you out either by phone or by text. Speaking of texts, how can I get rid of wild morning glories taking over my backyard? Oh, um, well, you need to pull them up. You can treat them with a, with a broadleaf herbicide if you want. Follow the instructions. Um, make sure they're not going to seed. Uh, and uh, so you want to pull them up as quickly as you can. Okay. Yeah. Tony in Maple Lake is calling in, I believe. Tony, what is your question? Good morning, Hi, Tony. Tony. Uh, we have the, our lilac bushes. Uh, on some of them, the part of the uh, bush, the leaves are curling up, and part of, but the rest of the uh, bush, the leaves seem to be fine. What would uh, be causing that? Check Could, the branches. Yep. Make sure your branches aren't being um, with a borer. Because yep. mm-hmm. there are lilac borer. borers out there. 
Um, also, if it's a, if, you may want to go to the extension website and see kind of what the damage is looking like. Um, if someone is spraying an herbicide, you could have an herbicide drift, and, and so the leaves do curl, and they look a little deformed for that. Um, and the rest of the plant should be fine, right. but those leaves might die, then they'll re-sprout and, new and, leaves. And mm-hmm. check for branch um, vitality. I mean, if it's bending, and there's, there means there, there's, it, there's still a chance in there that it yep. has live in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it snaps off, obviously it's furniture, yep. and then cut it off at the nearest new growth. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep, that would be good. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see what uh, Texter has to say here. My potted cherry tomato plant has yellow leaves. Should I fertilize, less water, cut the yellow ones off? Thank you. Um, mm. I, it depends on how old it is. If you just planted it last week, don't fertilize. Give it about three weeks in the pot. Um, they do need weeding in a pot, so you will have to fertilize it. Take the yellow leaves off. They're not looking good. Make sure you're not over or underwatering it because that yellow leaves could that, result yep. either way. Yeah, either one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hey, a lawn question. How about that? <laughs> uh, hi, it says, great program. We did not get any weed feed on our lawn yet this year. Would like to now. Uh, what should we use? Or should they do that now? Well, Weed um, and feed. you know, you could you could do the feeding. Uh, it's a little hot when it's this hot. That's stressing on your on your lawn. You don't want to you don't want to stress your lawn out. Right. Um, and I would probably at this point then maybe do spot treatments on the weeds. So um, a little handheld sprayer uh, would be good. You know, just the handheld, the little the little bottles. If you have a big weed problem or dig your weeds up. Otherwise, I'd wait till it cools down just a little bit, and then you can do just a regular feeding and, and skip the weed and feed. Okay. Before we break, Rick in Roseville is waiting on the phone with a question. Uh, go ahead, Rick. Good morning. Morning. Uh, I'd like to uh, know about transplanting Asiatic lilies, including uh, stargazers. What time of year okay. would be best to transplant them? You want to do them when they're not blooming. So probably early spring would be best for them. Or you can do it after they finish um, in, in like, late August into September. And with those lilies, those Asiatics, they like to dig themselves a little deeper than you think they are. So dig down quite a bit deeper than you think so because they work their way down into the soil. So you don't want to be digging down and, and go right into the into the lily, into the bulb down there. So dig under it if possible. And um, just, you know, by, the by I say, the second week of September, you should have those transplanted so they have plenty of time to set their roots and get ready for next year. All right, very good. Hang on, guys. We're going to take a quick break here. We have more show to come. A couple of Master Gardeners in studio welcoming your phone calls and text messages here on our Smart Garden Show. And good morning. Welcome back to this portion of our Smart Garden Show brought to us by our friends at By the Yard Patio Furniture. 78 degrees. So Twin City temperature, any rain, rain, more rain. It looks like it's kind of happening this weekend. In fact, overnight tonight, and talking with uh, Teresa and Randy, 75. That's kind of what the low will be tonight. If you want <laughs> and to call that's it our the normal low. high. That's our normal cold high. Snap. Yeah, yeah, cold snap. Yeah. Cover, you don't have to cover the plans. Though. Not tonight. <laughs> uh, let's uh, go back to the phones. Then we have a lot of texts I want to pick up on, too. Okay. Uh, okay. Ed is calling from Bloomington with a question. Hi. Good morning, Ed. How can we help you? Hi, Ed. Hi, Ed. Good morning. Um, I have a question about clematis. I understand in addition to different blooms, colors, and so on, there are different blooming cycles or some clematis. Yep. Yep, uh, definitely. Bloom different. Yep. Could you explain that, please? Um, there's three different kinds of clematis. Um, there's clematis that bloom on old wood, clematis that bloom on new wood, clematis that bloom on both old and new wood. So when you prune, 
depends upon when um, when they bloom. So if they only bloom on new wood, you can cut those to the ground every spring and everything will have flowers on it that year. If they only bloom on old wood and you did that, you would be cutting off all of the flowers because they would have set their flowers just like the azaleas and lilacs do um, last year. If they bloom on new and old wood, you can just cut how you need to. You kind of need to know what, you do their, need what to the know. variety yep. is. Yep, right? so you need to know what the variety is, and then it will tell you whether it's a 1, 2, 3, or ABC, however they're listing it. Um, however, Or if you don't know the variety, when it's blooming, just um, take that little branch and tie a little piece of string on it and take a branch that didn't bloom, and then next year see if the branch that bloomed, um, if, if you only see branches that are, um, if you only see blooms on the old branches or if you see blooms on the new branches. Mm, all right, interesting. Um, let's see. Uh, Texas has been handpicking rose slugs for two weeks. Not much foliage left. How long will they be around, and how do I prevent them next year? Um, that's a good question. Uh, they should be wrapping up pretty soon. Rose slugs are a little, they're soft flies. They look like little caterpillars, and you don't see them until you see them. And once you see them, you will see that your roses are covered with them. But until then, you just think there's something wrong with your roses, and you don't see them. The green, they blend in so easily into the leaves. Um, you know, just hand picking, uh, cleaning really well up in the fall, make sure everything's cleaned up and then look early for them next year and try to try to get earlier on them. And I would, again, go to extension.umn.edu for more information. All right. Randy, the magician, this one's for you. Uh-oh. <laughs> How do I keep deer from eating my hostas? Oh, <laughs> you can, them? you can figure that out. No, um, it's impossible. I don't know. <laughs> it's tough. Um, they see to me at least in our yard, which they've devastated more than once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they like certain kind of hostas and they leave others alone. Yeah. I'm not they, sure why. They, they, it's yeah. just the te- it's a, I think it's a texture thing. Maybe. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. And you could always read the guide to humane critter control. There you That's go. true. Yeah, you know, that would give book. You, that which would, is available everywhere. It's right? available everywhere. All right. Good. <laughs> could you repeat that? This is obviously an earlier part of the show. Could you repeat the name of the lilac that blooms again? Oh, that's Miss Kim. And like the oh, yeah. the girl's Ms. name, Miss Kim. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yep, and it's a that's a uh, Korean lilac, not Japanese. Korean lilac. Oh, I yes. don't know what I was thinking. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Texture says I planted a Honeycrisp uh, tree a couple of years ago. Last year it had a couple of buds, but no apples. We had to put chicken wire in the ground around. I'm not sure where this carries on to. What the question is? Do-do-do. Oh, the because of the base around the base mm-hmm. because some, some animal was chewing the roots. The tree looks healthy this year and uh, more firmly rooted, but no buds. What do you think my problem is and what uh, should we do about is it? it? A new, is it a new one, they said? Uh, this two was a couple, this two years old. Well, I think they take a few years for them to yeah. see any kind of fruit. The honeycrisp are right. slower to yeah, develop. Like three or four years yeah. from my recollection. Yeah. And it, so, yeah, and it does matter whether what kind of rootstock they're on. They're on dwarf right, rootstock. Right. They'll they'll be mature in five, uh, three to five years. I think with Honeycrisp, I'd probably bump that out two years. Um, if they're on semi-dwarfs, it takes five to seven. If they're not on a, on a dwarfing rootstock, it can take up to 10 years until right, the tree right, is mature right. enough. So just be patient. Be patient. A yep. lot of it is mm-hmm. just being patient. Yep. Okay. Texas says, we are unable to plant our existing garden this year. What should we do now to kill weeds and have it ready to plant next year? Should we cover it uh, with black plastic or Roundup or what? 
Well, it depends. Um, I would avoid the Roanoke yeah, at all costs. Yeah. Um, what I would probably do is just um, cut. I, I'm really a lazy gardener, so what I would do is just mark out the area that you want, cut the grass down short, give it a good drink of water. You don't have to because it's raining now. Cover it with four or five layers of newspaper. Um, make sure they overlap. Put Get that wet. Throw some compost or straw or bark on top of it, and then next year just mm-hmm. pull everything, um, pull the bark back. Dig into the hole and um, plant your plants. Um, if you're going to put in a veggie garden there, just pull all the bark off, and then um, you, you're, it'll be ready to go. That would be the easiest thing to do. It's called a you know just no-till gardening. Yeah, and, avoid yeah. the tilling because that's yeah. what's breaking up, breaks yeah. down, and, and yeah. just yeah, that would be the easiest thing right. to do. Okay, Michael Corbin. Here's a here's an oops text. My husband thought he was spraying liquid fence on our lilac. And then realized he forgot to clean out the Roundup from the deck Uh sprayer. Oh, dear. Any chance the lilac bush will come back next year, or is it a goner? I would give it a a year or so, yeah. maybe depending on depending on how bad it was yeah. and what the mixture was. It yeah. may have had some kind of and and if you know he did well, it's probably too late now. Yeah, but if if anybody else does that. First of all, make sure you mark stuff really well and don't don't go back and forth these chemical things. Keep one for the killing right. chemicals right. and one for That's the protection or feeding. Just keep do. them separate, like put red on it or something. Um, and then what I would probably do is if you realize you've made that mistake as soon as possible, like right away, just spray it really hard with right. water because you can wash a lot of that off. It doesn't get rain safe within an hour or two or three, depending upon the chemical you use. But yeah, like Randy said, I just give it a chance to see if it comes back. Treat it as nice as possible. It might be stressed out. So yeah. Uh, yeah. going into the going into the fall, um, water it, like yep. Teresa said, mm-hmm. right now, just, depending just, on how much you had. Yeah. Just, just give yeah. it a good dousing. It, it really depends upon how much was right. absorbed into the plant. We're just about out of time. Good to see you, Randy. Congratulations you, on uh, getting that title of Master Gardener and Master Thank Gardener you. Teresa Rooney. Always fun to have you in studio. I like being here. And let's do this. Let's give that great website, which you could spend the rest of today and this weekend. Because right. it's really too hot to be outside. Yeah, right. yeah. You know? And that website is? Extension.umn.edu. And happy Father's Day to all the papas yep. out there. Oh, very good. Thank you guys both for uh, for being with us. All right. Again, uh, that, that website is real slowly now extension.umn.edu and if that's too much to remember you live in minnesota it's the university of minnesota just say raspberries umn you'll get right over you'll there. get right there thank you both very good this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.